So in the middle of Perek Chavav. Okay. As is common after a break. Sometimes I find it hard to get back into it. So, before we dive into the Pesukim, from Pasuk Yudalad and on, I'm trying to say a general thing. That this Pasha something that occurred to me lately. So there's a Pasha of Yitzchak and Avimelech. Will they cooperate or not? And um, you have the same Pasha by Avram. And this is discussed this, that Avram ultimately makes a bris with Avimelech that revolves around one Indian that revolves around Chesed, and Yitzchak makes a bris with, Avram, with Avimelech that revolves around fairness. And in both cases, Be'etzim, Avimelech demonstrated that he's not Roy. V'chiach Avram is Avimelech. And Yitzhak says, Madua Basamelai. In both cases, it demonstrated that they're not completely, that Avimelech is not completely um, worthy of, of living up to Avram and, and then Yitzhak. But yet, in both cases, they make a bris. And as we've discussed, there's Munchazal um, fault them for making the bris. And the, the fact that Avimelech wasn't completely right for the bris demonstrates that they shouldn't be a bris. So on the one hand, there's this whole discussion of uh, this partnership, cooperation with Avimelech that they're seeking out. Or at least there's a potential for that cooperation. On the other hand, it um, ends up not working out or Avimelech demonstrates that he's not supposed to be the Baal bris. Okay? And then Yaakov, Vayetze Yaakov Be'er so, you know, if Avram is supposed to make a bris to Avimelech and Yitzchak is, so we would expect Yaakov to also. And Avram and Avimelech said in Tishkor, li ulanini ulanechti. So that's him, his son, and his grandson. And here in Perek Havav, it's renewed, tihina Allah bein oiseinu, beineinu veinecha, the Allah of their fathers will now be between us, the next generation. So we would have expected that, that um, three-part dynasty, li ulanini ulanechti, Counterpart is Avimelech and Yaakov, so we would expect Yaakov to do make a bris with Avimelech. Say Chazal vayetze Yaakov mebe'sheva means um, he's avoiding this connection to Avimelech, which in each story culminates in Be'sheva. So Be'sheva is is indicative or symbolic. It's the place of the bris, and it's called, it's named based on its connection to the bris with Avimelech. Yaakov. Avoiding this connection with Avimelech leaves Be'er Sheva. Vayelech Harana and Vayar, first thing that happens when he gets to Charan, Vayar Be'er Basada, and there in the parish it says Be'er seven times. So whatever is happening in Be'er Sheva for Avram and Yitzhak, what's happening with Avimelech, Yaakov leaves Be'er Sheva, the one where Avimelech lives, and he's going to do this, or he's going to do something similar out in Charan. Okay. So, I have two questions, I mean, two things to understand. No, so, number one is, what is this that they're trying to accomplish with Avimelech? In other words, why is there this possibility? And what is the potential 
good in in Avram Yitzchak being what does he bring to the table? What does he have to offer? Meaning, from the fact that there's this issue of will they be a, will they do a bris with him? It seems like he has there is some potential benefit in this in their cooperation. But Avimelech, in each time demonstrates that he's not supposed to be about bris. But in, but in, apparently, in, theoretically, there's some benefit in it. So that's question number one. And question number two is if there is some benefit in it. Where did Yaakov, so Yaakov is avoiding it, he doesn't want to be a barber, but whatever Avimelech did have to offer, where did Yaakov get that from? Okay, those are my two questions. So now, the essence of Avimelech, what Avimelech has to offer is that he's a melech, okay? He's a king. And as we discussed at length, his avodim are very central to the Pasha of Avram and the Pasha of Yitzchak. In the parish of Avram, Avram is Mechiach Avimelech about his Avodim, that his Avodim steal. And Avimelech, who gave Avram Avodim, Tzoyin and Bakar, receives in return Tzoyin and Bakar, but not Avodim. And instead, Avram tells him, Look, your Avodim are no good. So that means Avram can't, Avram is saying, My Avodim are different than your Avodim. Okay. Um, we discussed in the beginning of this parasha with Avimelech and the Plishtim that Avimelech learned. And initially, the Plishtim were the ones, the people of the Anshe Hamakim were the ones that were dangerous, that posed a danger to Yitzvak. Avimelech wouldn't pose a danger, but Avimelech learned that he has to, that um, unless he reigns in the Anshe Hamakim, unless he teaches them, he himself won't be, won't be a tzaddik. Okay, so it's about the people. It's about him influencing the people. And... Um, and later in this parish also we have the Avde Avimelech or the Royegrur as opposed to the Avde Yitzchak, quarreling with the Avde Yitzchak. So it's the two sets of Avodim. And it's a contrast of, in, in the parish of Avram, it's the contrast between Avram's Avodim and Avimelech's Avodim. Avram could keep the people, Yitzchak, uh, and Avimelech cannot have the people. Okay, so that means what does Avimelech bring to the table? That he controls people. He's a king. Avimelech is a king. So he has a nation. Avram and Yitzhak are individuals. If they'll only partner with this person who is a leader of people, then they will expand their, their influence. And their, their influence and their mission will be able to will manifest through a political and social system. So Avimelech is the, is the, the political social leader. And if, and if they can make a bris with him that's effective, and that it makes him live up to their standard, then their personal avoida is now going to become something that spreads to a nation. Okay, so Avimelech as a melech, with avodim, that's the essence of a melech. The main thing about him, the main chashivas, is that he has people. He's a king, that means he has people. So that's something that he has to offer. Okay. So that's Pashat. That's what he has to offer. If the bris would work out perfectly, that means that if Avimelech would live up to Avram's midah and live up to Yitzhak's midah, and let's imagine it would be a perfect partnership. Imagine Avimelech would really be roy for it. it means, what does that mean if he be roy? It means he really accepts everything that Avram stands for, everything that Yitzhak stands for. So if you have Yitzhak, you have Avram, would be the, the leader, and, his, and it would spread to the whole, all the plishtim. Everyone would accept his views, and, and, and the whole plishti society would follow Avram's avoid, and so to Yitzhak, the whole country, that whole, that whole area, whatever. But that whole people. That's Avimelech could have, that's what the potential bris of Avimelech, but 
ultimately there's a failure in each instance. So that's the, the answer to the first issue of what Avimelech, what the potential cooperation with Avimelech is about. Second question was if, if, if Yaakov says Avimelech is not going to work for that, Avimelech is not the one who I'm going to institute a society with or a kingdom because he's Avimelech and he never could live up to it. He can never do it right. So where does Yaakov get that from? Okay. Now, I didn't get to that question by having that question. I got to the question because I discovered the answer, and then I realized the question. So let me tell you the, the possible answer. It's a fascinating thing. Yaakov saw Elikim Ponim al Ponim. Elikim Ponim al Ponim. And therefore, he names the place Penuel. Uh, Peniel, and then it's called Penuel. And then from Peniel, this is in Vayeshach, and then from Peniel, he goes to Sukkot. Okay. So now there's a, a story in Shaiftim that seems to thematically dealing with the issues of Yaakov, of seeing Hashem face to face, of Peniel, of Sukkot, and other things about Yaakov. And that's the story of Gidon. So look in, in Sefer Shaiftim. Perek Vav. So from Perkvah Pasukid Aleph, Malach appears to Gidon. And um, Gidon, not realizing that it's a Malach, wants to, wants to give him some food, I think. Right, and the Malach tells him in Pasukhaf, tells him, put it on a, on a boulder, and the Malach makes it go up in, in a fire. Okay, Shaif Tempeg Vav, Pasik Chavbez. Then Malach, then Gideon realizes it's a Malach Hashem. So he says, Va'isi Malach Hashem Ponim upon him. So he's afraid because he saw a Malach Hashem Ponim upon him. This is the only other place where it says this Lashon. Okay? So Yaakov saw Likim Ponim upon him, and Gideon is afraid because he saw Hashem Ponim upon him. Va'yemele Hashem Shalom Lacha Al Tira Lo Tamos. So he was told, Shalom Lacha. He named the Mizbeach Hashem Sholem. So now, this might not be so compelling as of yet, especially because we we're not in Dayishlach. But the way Gidon, the protection that Gidon got was that Hashem called him, Hashem told him Shalom Lecha. Okay? So he was afraid because he saw Hashem upon him upon him and he was told Shalom Lecha. And then he called, then he built him his bear and named it Hashem Shalom, from which the Gemara learns out that the name of Hashem is Shalom. Okay? Yaakov, in Parshish Vayishlach, builds him his bear, Vayikra Loi Kael Eloike Yisra. He names him his bear Hashem's name. The Medrash over there says, Vayikra Loi Kael, quote, Kael. He called him Kale, and who called him Kale? Elikeyesor. Mikansha Yaakov Nikra Kale. Okay? Vayikra Loi Kale. Who called him Kale? Elikeyesor. Hashem called Yaakov Kale. Without getting into what the basis of this is, but there's this major theme in, in Vayishlach of. And. Um, 
in Vayetze also, the Yaakov is like a Malach, like a God. He's called Kev. Yaakov is like a God, what? Okay, okay. This, this, this measure, this measure, this measure, this measure, this measure, this measure, this measure. Yes. That's a different measure. It might be in the Gemara. Yeah, that's another one, right? Right. But it's what, there it comes from a different perspective. It's the same it's because when it's called Hashem Lubadah, we also Yaakov Lubadah. That's why it's like right. that's another one, but it's only because of the spot. Like, okay. It doesn't matter to the forest. Yeah, it's because I think it comes through the spot. And just thematically, there's this whole idea of Yaakov being like God. Um, I think that's a Gemara that you call like Kela the Kesel. So. Does anyone remember that Gemara? Okay, anyways. So but so Yaakov faces Elokim uh, upon him, and and um, then he's called Yisrael, right? His, uh, he gets the name Kale appended to his name, and that's and and according to the Medrash, he's called Kale. He's actually called Kale directly, um, and that's the obviously the, the the solution to the problem of how does someone live? And he faces a Malach, right? If you can't see a Malach and live, well, the answer is you yourself are a Malach. Now, similarly, by Gidoin, Gidoin says, I can't live because I saw Hashem Panam upon him, and he was told, Shalom Lecha. Shalom is the name of Hashem, and he builds a Mizbech and calls it Hashem Shalom. So I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying, we, I'm not say, suggesting to read this Pasuk, Vayikor Hashem, Hashem called him Shalom, but syntactically it's the same. You mean if you do it like that, right, okay, right, because. Yeah. Well, you could do that, yeah, if you want to make it exactly. But the point is that it has the same ambiguity. And in the Pasuk of Gimel, he called him Shalom, and then he said Shalom Lecha, and then he names him as Be'ach Hashem, uh, Hashem Shalom. Okay, so we have this theme. I can't see Hashem, but you get the name of Hashem. You can't see Hashem upon him, upon him. You can't see um, Alekim upon him, upon him. Here's one of the places where it says it. Where? No, but not this Lashem upon him, upon him. What? Yeah, yeah. Vadiba Hashem Yimah upon him, upon him, right. But I mean to say this idea of like, I can't live because I saw upon him, upon him, right. Moshe could speak in Panamapan, right? The other everyone else can't see Hashem Panamapan. Right? That's only Moshe. Yeah, but I, I this. Right. No, saying, oh, they can't live, but they do. <laughs> they do. I, mean, I was just thinking the same thing. They're like, oh, Moshe is different, but they do live. It's a good question. Okay. Here, the Giddens of Hashem. You see Hashem Panamapan. Oh, Malach Hashem. Malach Hashem. No, Malach Hashem. I thought it said Hashem. Fine. Malach Hashem. Yeah, okay. Fine. Okay. Fine, but that's obviously probably in and of itself not so compelling. Manayach but let's go further. Hmm? Right, but it doesn't say Panama Pan. No, yeah. I'm just saying it doesn't have that much. Okay, now let's go further in the story of Gidoin. Gidoin's name is changed to Yerubal, which again by itself is not too compelling, but Yerubal means Baal quarrels with him, which is similar um, to Yisrael, which is that he was sore with. With a mouth, with kale. I mean, there it's kale, and this is baal. But a component of the person's name is changed, and it's about quarreling with a god or fighting with a god. Okay. Um, now, they go on to Perak Zion. He goes, Gideon goes, and he fights with Midian. Perak Ches. He's on his way to fight with Midian. This is in in Perak Ches, Pasuk That he has his army of three hundred men, and they're tired, they're thirsty, and they're and they're, ch- and they're in chase. And in Pasuk he tells the people of Sukkot, he asks them for food, and they say, no, you don't have the generals in your hand yet, we're not going to supply you with food until you come back with them. So he says, so when I come back with them, I'm going to punish you. And he goes to them to Penuel, and they also tell him the same thing. Okay. 
Um, so the people of Sukkot, the people of Penuel, do not support Gidon, and he threatens that when he returns from victorious, they're going to suffer. And indeed he does, and that's in Pasuk Yudalid. Um, he captures a knife from Sukkot, and he wipes out, he doesn't wipe them out, but he hits them or something in Pasuk Tazayin, and then in and then he kills the people of Penuel and the Pasuk Gidzai. Okay, so here's again Penuel and Sukkot. The story of Gidon. Hey, we are all here? It's not, not such a big crowd, it's all here. <laughs> no, okay, no chai? I know exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay, now. Now here it gets really interesting. So there's Penuel and, and Sukkot, and there's a person who's all looking at Panma Panam. All right. And here, and, and that's where his op, he operates, the Pnul and Sukkot. Now go to Pasuk Haftes in Perik Ches. V'yelech Yerubal ben Yoyesh, Yerubal and Gidon, same person, his name was changed to Yerubal. And Yulu Gidon ha Yushivim Bonim. So he had 70 sons. And then he had a Pilegish in Shechem, who also had a son, and he was named Avimelech. Okay, he died B'Seva Teva, and he was buried with his father. So he has 70 sons and one other one, born from his Pelegish and Shechem, whose name was Avimelech. So, so it seems to me um, that, is, that is a continuation of the Yaakov theme. Yaakov is, Is that a pasuk? Yeah. Okay. So the 70 people, plus there's this other one son, who in the beginning of Perak Tess, he's, he's from Shechem, which is Yosef's city. Yosef was given Shechem. Um, in Perak Tess, he endeavors and succeeds in ruling over, his, over everyone instead of his brothers. And he says in Pasuk Beis, Perktes Pasuk Beis, Dabuna Baosnei Kabbalah Ishchem Atayv Lechem HaMeshol Bochem Shivim Ish Kol Bnei Beyubal and Meshol Bochem Ish Echad. Who should be Moshol in you? The 70 people? All the sons of Yubal? Or just me? And they ask him, it should be just him. So this is like, HaMoshol Timshol Bonu. Right? Will all, will all of us share in the Malucha? All the Yotzi Yaakov Shivim Nafesh? Or the one, the one son? HaMoshol Timshol Bonu. So then Avimelech is like Yosef, okay? Well, Yosef is the Avimelech person here. But Avimelech kills all his brothers, which is what the brothers feared that Yosef would do to them. When ultimately they tried to get him out of the way. Okay. And then the last thing is, um, this whole, something happens in Shechem over here. It's a whole long story, you can't, I mean, I never understood the whole story. But some whole major event in Shechem, and it's something, some debate about who should rule Shechem. And if you look in, in Perek Tess, Pasuk, uh, Pasuk Chavches, there's a reference to Hamor Avi Shechem. Let's, let's serve the people of Hamor Avi Shechem. So, okay, this is just a side thing. I don't know, I don't understand this whole parasha. I don't understand where Hamor Avi Shechem figures at this time in history. But... If you just follow the story of Ayishlach, the next thing that happens is something happens with, with Shechem ben Hamar, and there's this reference to the to Hamar ben Shechem in this story too. Okay, so without going, without explaining the Indian, 
Number one, because I don't understand it. And number two, because we're not in Pashat Vayishlach. Seems, it seems that there's this person who faces a Lekim, and that's a momentous event, and something has to happen to that person. He becomes like a Malach, or he gets Shalom, or Hashem tells him Shalom, and he builds him his Bech, and names it with the Shem Hashem. And the Shem Hashem is, is said to him, placed on him, or given to him. And this one has 70 sons, and, um, and then there's this one son who can stage a rebellion in Shechem and be Moshal on the other ones. And he's Avi Melech. So then Yosef would, seem, would, Avi, would be the Avi Melech character. So my friend Dani Gnek told me, Avrech, Vayiku Oisei Avrech, Lefon of Avrech, Targum says, Avrech means Dein Abol Malka, because Rach in, I don't know, is, uh, or oh, Aramaic, is king. The Rash is in Aramaic. Rashi. What? Rashi. Right, no, but Aramaic, Aramaic, okay, fine. Right. Okay, so Avreich is Avi Melech. So Yosef is the Avi Melech character, and Yosef is indeed. Okay, so now going back to the, to the theme we're discussing. What does Avi Melech bring to the table? He's the king. He's the one who rules people. So the obvious, Avi Melech are not rulers, but here there's a powerful ruler that they could only, if they only cooperate with and make a deal with him, then they're going to have access to his power. Yaakov runs away from that. But then the, a ruler grows up from within the Yaakov family. From within Yaakov, and that's Yosef. Yosef is the replacement for Avimelech. Because he's, um, he's this political ruler within, within Klayosor. And he's different than, he's very different than Avim Yitzhak Yaakov and, and then all the Shvatim. So, so in other words, when, while originally the political power came from the outside, and Avram attempted to, to um, work together with the existing powers, as did Yitzhak, Yaakov rejected any external power. He said that never worked out fully. And then for the, the power had to develop internally. And, um, okay, so he goes to Haran. And Vayarav, Hine Ber Basad, he's going to Haran, he's going there, he's going to get Yosef. That's what he's there for. Vahikasha Yolde Rachelis Yosef, that's when he's ready to go back. Vahikasha Yolde Rachelis Yosef, that's when he goes back. It's all about Yosef. He sees Rachel, he cries because he's anticipating Yosef, etc., etc. So it's all about Yosef because Yosef is the replacement for Avimelech, meaning he's the political power, but he's going to be within the system of Klaiosok. Since it's within the system, that's why it comes with so much danger. Avram, everything goes smooth within the family. Yitzhak goes smooth. Well, I don't know if we can say that, but Al-Kapan within the... Yitzhak is okay. Avram is okay. Um, once once this Yaakov says, no, I want the power to come from within, that gives rise to all the complications because Yosef, because that's not something which is natural I mean, as we'll, we'll get to the Yosef Pashas. But it's not natural to Klai Yisrael. It was natural to be the outside, to have the political power, and then Avram would, would maybe make a deal with it. Yaakov says he wants it to come from within, and that changes everything. Okay? Pass the water, please. You know, it's... Yeah, it's water. Thank you. Okay, is that clear? Okay, so now let's get into the Pesukim. Yeah. It's still alive, right? <clears throat> reason why Yaakov shouldn't be making a bris. Interesting. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you would have made the bris then. No, but Yitzhak was also at the Chenayid of Marais, and he says, Le'odati, I'm icy, right? He says, I'm about to die. So he was over a bottle. He was, he was sumo. So I don't know. Or 
Yaakov is actually there at Eitzach's also. I mean, you would expect, the point, even if you wouldn't make a bris then, you would expect eventually there should be a bris, you know? Everything happens, it's like, how come Yaakov is not? You know, what changed? Yaakov does something different. It doesn't have to necessarily have been then. Maybe you're right, that it wouldn't have been then. Okay, let's go back to the psukim. Today I want to learn some psukim inside. I'll, um, Pasuk Yudalit through Yudtes and Chaf, we'll discuss. I mean, there are a lot of points which I I can't figure out, but let's make a haschalah. So I want to just first talk again about Pasi Gedal. So what is the title of the words? He had Miknetzoin, that means he had acquired sheep and acquired bakar and a large or a lot of avodim. So it's not, so acquired sheep and acquired bakar. That means the point is not merely that he had sheep and he had bakar. The point is they were acquired. So by, by saying that they were acquired, that's foreshadowing, or that's setting the stage that there should be a kena. Because it's, because it's not, you could have tzoyin umbaka that you find in the wild, that's not miknet tzoyin. And, and they wouldn't have kena from that. Because it's miknet tzoyin, he got it from them. So therefore, we can't him. Also, avudah rabbah, if I can't him, is because it was rabbah. It was something, it was like too much. There was something excessive about it that led to a kena. Okay. Possibly the Lushan mikne. Is, is relates to kinna. I mean, there are people that do relate mikne, kinyan, and kinna, um, etymologically, and and that the fact that the pasuk says kinna, mikne, is leads us to the kinna, which develops because it's mikne, because it's purchased, and the rabba later there's going to be a riv. Okay, now avud the rabba. So you had a lot of avodim. Apparently, the other ones were not as rabba. Why were the other ones not as rabba? Why were the avodim rabba? So this idea that the avodim have to be, cannot be given away that we have by Avram. Avram did not give away the Avodim to Avimelech. So therefore Yitzchak holds tightly, holds on tightly to his Avodim. He can't share the Avodim. Avram, Avram refused to share the Avodim with, with the Plishtim, even though the Plishtim did to him, and he gave back to them, he reciprocated, but he didn't give them Avodim. Similarly, Yitzchak didn't give them Avodim, just that by itself, I would say, is enough to explain why Azabu the Rabbah, because he doesn't give them Avodim like his father didn't give them Avodim. Last year, before the ended, there was this error. I think we spoke, I ended up saying this in this year, but just to clarify, Yitzhak was protecting himself from Kinnah originally because he gave Meiser, going with Chazal over here, that the Meiser protected him from the Tsaris Ayin of the Plishtim. Um, he couldn't give Meiser from the Avodim because the same reason Avram didn't give Avodim to the Plishtim. You can't give your Avodim to a guy. Because Avram's Avodim are different than Avimelech's Avodim. Which, is, like we were saying earlier, is the breakdown of everything. Because the whole idea is that Avimelech's Avodim are supposed to learn. That's the purpose of their having a connection, is that his people should accept Avram's ways. And that's why Avram and Yitzhak want to have a connection to Avimelech. Okay? Okay, so therefore Avud Rabbah, because he can't give them his Avodim. So therefore he ends up having Avud Rabbah. He never shares them. About the Miknet, so in the Miknet Bakr, I think we said this also. Then it would explain why it's saying acquired sheep and acquired bakr, because if you go like Chazal, lakuach, meaning with the meiser thing, lakuach is pata for meiser. Things that you buy are pata for meiser. So the mikne tzoy and the mikne bakr and the Rabbah are the three things that he didn't take meiser from. The parentheticals, my mamuska, the Meshachachma says mikne tzoy and the mikne bakr. He says it says mikne separately because. 
because you have to take off Meiser separately from Tzoyinan, separately from Bakr, and Yitzchuk was Mesak and Meiser. Like the Rabbim says, Yitzchuk took a Meiser, coming from the Pasuk Meir Shayim. And so therefore it's Mikneh Tzoyinan, because they have to be separate. But Mikneh means acquired, and the Kuch is Pater, so I would say the opposite, that this is not. Dafka did not take off Meiser, and that's maybe the point. Same way he couldn't be Ma'asad Avadim, he was not Ma'asad the Mikneh and the Mikneh Bakr, and therefore Mikhano Eset pushed. Okay. Now let's learn some of the psukim which are very difficult, very hard. I, I definitely do not understand fully what's going on over here. Let's read them inside and we'll discuss the issues. All the wells that his father's Avodim dug in the days of Avram, his father, so obviously the funny lashon over here of the Avde Aviv, first calling them the Avodim of his father, and then saying in the days of Avram, his father. Okay. But, okay, that's Ha'ara. <coughs> his father keeps on being discussed. The wells of his father, the wells of the Avodim of his father, in the days of Avram, his father. And then in Pasuk that he went and redug the wells in the days of his father, that they sealed up after the death of Avram, and he named them like his father called them, like his father named them. And then in Pasuk Chavdalid, Elikei Avram Avicha, Ba'avur Avram Avdi, and the combination is in Be'er Sheva, which is the name that Avram gave it. So this is all about the point of his father, as we discussed in the beginning of, of this Pasha, Ba'avur Avraham, Ekev Ashashom Avraham, because the Pasha is about whether Yitzhak is going to, Yitzhak has to preserve and continue what Avram was doing. He's not doing something independently like Avram did. So it's all about continuing his father's thing. Okay. There's all machlekes over here about the wells that continues what happens by Avram. Avram gave, ultimately, gave Sheva Kvasis to serve as an Ada that he dug Be'er Sheva. That's why at the end of this parasha, Be'er Sheva is the well where everything, where there's no debate, because that's the well that Avram gave Sheva Kvasis that serve as testimony that he dug. Okay. It always calls it a Be'er. Pasuk Tezvav calls it a Be'er. Um, but in, in Pasuk Yudches, it's called Be'er is Hamayim. And Pasuk Yudches stresses that they found the Be'er Mayim Chayim. Okay, usually it's called a Be'er. It's called Be'er Samayim Pasuk Yudches. And Pasuk Yudches says Be'er Mayim Chayim. I don't know why. For now. Additionally, another thing which I don't know, I just want to point out some things is that there seems to be two oppositions, two very different ways that the Plishtim oppose these wells. One way is Sittimum Plishtim, the Malam offer, which is that they, instead of water, they put dirt in there. And the other way is they say, Lanu Hamayim, they want the water, right? So, you know, what are, the, what are these two different oppositions to the wells? How come some is one way, some is the other? Okay. Now, in Pasuk Tezvav, let's just get the Shad over here. In Pasuk Tezvav, it sounds like it's a continuation. And therefore, right, therefore they sealed the wells and, and filled them with offer. Okay. But let's go a little, let's, let's read a little further. Avraham. 
So first of all, one thing just to keep in mind, they dug and they found the Bermayim Chaim, which they quarreled about, they called it Asek and then Sitna and then Rechavis. Those were not the Be'eris that his father dug, because Avram didn't give it the name Pashtus. Maybe someone says not like this. I know the Radal assumes this for Pashtus, but you could argue this. Pashtus, Avram didn't call it Asek, Sitna and Rechavis. Pshutai. Even though... Apparently, Avram dug wells that we don't know about. So maybe these are those wells. But simply, Pasigutches is not the same wells as Pasigutches. So in Pasigutches, he digs wells, the same ones that his father did. He digs them successfully, names them, and there's no problem. And then the problem starts in Pasigutches. But well, where were those located? In, um, in Nacha? In Nacha Gror. They're all in Nacha? Oh, you mean because Pasigutches says Banacha. Right, okay, that's a good question. Well, before we get to that question, Lav Daf gets in the Nachal and Pasuk Yitches. There's a different issue. What's Vayoshev? Where did he turn? Vayoshev that were um, just to the ones that were sealed up. He redug. Vayoshev means he redug. Vayoshev Vayachbar means he redug. That's the Vayoshev. Not the Vayoshev. No, no, no. There's no reason to say that. Vayoshev Vayachbar means he redug. He went back to dig it like figuratively. He went back. Okay, so one second. So let's figure this out. So in Pasuk Tezvav, it says that it seems to say that they filled it up because they were Makanim. It seems to be a Hemshech of Pasuk Yedalid. But in Pasuk Yedches, it says, Vayisatmon plishtim acherei moisavraham. So that Pasuk Yedches seems like that it's just because it was dug bimei Avraham Aviv. And after Avraham was dead, they sealed it up because no Avraham. Nothing to do with Kinnah. Okay. Additionally, Pasuk Tezvav, Pashtas, you would read as being in Gur. Pasuk Yudches is out of Gur. Seems to be out of Gur. Okay? So now there's two ways to learn. The Rambam learns that these are two different stories. Pasuk Tezvav is in Gur, and that's because of Kena. Pasuk Yudches is after he went to Nacha Gur, there, there were other wells. And that is not, I think, the way the Ramban is. I think he says this. That, I think he's Maram is this. That they sealed up, not because of Kinnah. Because Stamazai, Avram died, and Yitzhak wasn't there anyways. So they sealed him up because Avram wasn't there anymore. And there was no Yitzhak. So the ones that were in Gur, Yitzhak was there. Military strategy? What? No. Nothing to do with military. He doesn't like crashes. Stam, why are they sealing it? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't, right, doesn't, he does not address that. Mm -hmm. why, are they, why are they sealing it up? And then the next pasuk we see they are in the water. Yeah, it's, I have to figure that all out. Okay, but I want to just go with the Ramban, but I want to say a little bit of a different shot. I think it's a little different. But I just want to say one point. I mean, I, there's a lot of things I don't understand. Okay, and Rashi learns. I just want to say Rashi learns. Rashi learns that he, he puts the pasuk in a different order. <laughs> he reads pasuk Tezvav is not because of Kino. It's nothing to do with Pasuk It's just saying, by the way, that happened. Pasuk Yudches is going back in time and saying, Yitzhak had originally redug those wells, the ones that were in Gerar, after they sealed it up. Again, they sealed up the wells that Avram dug because they had to worried about having wells and, and whatever, geysis. 
Yitzhak went to Pasuk Yitzchess did not happen sequentially after Pasuk Yitzchess. It's just saying that Yitzhak had a mission to dig wells. So originally he dug those wells that Avram <coughs> had made and that they had sealed up. But now he's not in Groh anymore. Now he's at a Groh and he needs new wells and he goes, he, he digs in the Nakha. Right? Why, why do you say that Yitzchak's not sequential? Because does Rashi say... What does Rashi say on Yitzchak? He read, he read the yeah. Yeah. No, no. 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 So he's using, in Pasuket Ches, Rashi just means to say, He's saying which ones, the description of which ones he read up. Right, the ones that they sealed up then. Okay, fine, I hear, I hear. I think morale says like me, I think that's why that's why I assumed it, maybe. I just, I just what does Vayashar Yitzchak mean? He read up, read up. That doesn't make sense, I don't think that's what Vayashar means. Why not? He didn't read, he didn't read dig anything, he dug only once. I don't think what past is where Vayashar Yitzchak means. He went to Nachal he went back. Uh-huh. Which means he returned. She think it does not mean redug. I don't think, I don't it think that's right. Alright. Mm-hmm. After he got to Nachal Gwer, he went back. And he, um, he went back. That's you on this, Jess. I don't think that's correct. I have to look, I have to look at, at the... If anyone says it first, Actually, it's Right. Okay, so to make a long story short, I don't have anything clear over here about uh, what's going on. But I just want to make. I just want to say one point. Um, if you learn like the Ramban, okay. So in Pasuk he digs wells, and there's no. There's no debate over them. There's no, there's no quarrels. And then, Pasukitest is a quarrel, Pasukitest and Pasukitest is a quarrel, Pasukitest and Chavt is a quarrel, and Chavalaf again, and Chavbez Nat. So just how to understand why, why in Pasukitest, what is it about those wells? <coughs> that. There's no Sikh and the other ones, there are. And another question, why Pasukitest Vav does it make a point that it's because of the there's stopping up the well because of the kinah, and Pasukitches is unrelated to the kinah. Okay, a lot, mo, more things than most things are not being explained. I just some one thing struck me, and I'll just say it, and maybe it'll end up working out. Obviously, there's more work to do here. Another point is in Pasukitches Vav, in Pasukit Yudal, there's kinah from the Plishtim. In Pasukitzayin, Avimelech speaks to Yitzchak personally and says. You have to leave Gietzamto Mimenumoid. What does Gietzamto Mimenumoid mean? The Ramban says, I, Avimelech is speaking, he's saying, I am the king, you can't be stronger than me. It's a problem that you're stronger than the king. So, Pazik Tezvav, we're originally talking about the Plisht, Pazik Yedal says, counted by Plishtim, and the Plishtim did something, they sealed up the wells. And then Avimelech speaks and says, You can't be stronger than me. That means you can't be king. You can't be better than the king. So there's two different issues going on here. There's the sikhsukh between the plishtim and the sikhsukh of Avimelech. So now if you look closely, there's a, there's a difference between the successful wells and the non-successful wells. Pasuk Tezvav says, the bearers that the Avadim dug were sealed up. Then Avimelech talks to Yitzhak and says, you are too rich 
you're richer than me. It's a personal thing. In Pasuk Yudches, Yitzhak digs a well. Vayoshev Yitzhak Vayach Bar. Yitzhak digs a well. In Pasuk Yudches, Vayach Beru Avde Yitzhak. Pasuk Chafal Vayach Beru Be'erachheres. And in those cases, there's quarrel. And then in Pasuk Chavbeiz, it's a singular. Vayatik Misham Vayach Bar Be'erachheres. So when, when Yitzhak himself digs, then it's successful. When his Avadim dig, that's when there's a... Or when the Avde Aviv... That's the ones that that are more error the plishtim. So this is just with the point we we're making earlier that there's two that the sugya over here about his avodim. Can his avodim do his avodim have any rights? So the avde gror or the Raya gror quarrel with the avde yitzchak. They're saying avde yitzchak are not special. The people of yitzchak shouldn't be any different than us. This old debate that's happening between yitzchak and Avimelech is carrying on over here. So what Yitzchak does himself unilaterally, you know, Yitzchak could continue Avram, fine. But that the Avda Yitzchak should be able to do anything, that's, that doesn't work until the end of the Pasha. Until the end of the Pasha, Vayavoyu Avda Yitzchak, Vayavoyu So now I would suggest that Ashechafu Avda Avda Avram Avda Sitwam Plishmim Malam Avram. Pasuk Tezvav, it says that the, the wells that the Avda Avda dug, those the Plishmim sealed up because of Kinnah. Because of Kinnah. Because if they weren't Nekane in the Avodim of Avram, when Avram having Avodim who answered to his message, then even if Avram is dead, his Avodim are not dead. In fact, Yitzhak Yashin says Avodim. So that whatever actions his Avodim took should automatically transfer to Yitzhak who owns his Avodim. But since they are not Maskim to the mile of Avda Yitzhak, which is where the kinna is coming from, the Avuda Rabba, which is Ma'ar the kinna, the Avde Yitzchak, therefore they, they seal up the wells of Avde Avram. The wells of, of the Yitzchak himself does, in Pasuk Yudches, it says, Shachafu Avram, Bayisatun, Plishtam, Acharei Mois Avram. It's not about the Avadim, it's about Avram himself, like it's about Yitzchak himself. So once Avram is dead, they sealed it because Avram is dead. And it wasn't the Avde Avram, it was Avram. Mele Yitzchak, comes and takes it over. He says, no, I'm going to re-establish re it. Fine. You could re-establish it. said, You can't be with me. You have to be on your own. So there's two different issues that are playing out. One is between the Avadim, one is between Yitzhak, and the, the problem that the Plishtim had is the one with the Avadim. Okay, that's all. Obviously, parts, Murbala, and try to figure it out.